Thank you for hitting the download and subscribe button on iTunes and Google Play. This is Steven Jensen. You're listening to the Fight Talk Podcast. Today, my guest is the human BB gun, Peyton Polson. Peyton is a new professional wrestler on the independent scene. I've seen him live here in Nashville at Southern Underground Pro. He's got a great head on his shoulders. Well, at least I'm glad his head is still on his shoulders, and you'll know why. You know what I mean when we get into the conversation. Um, but he does have a great head on his shoulders. He's a great dude, a big fan of mixed martial arts and a big fan of professional wrestling. And this was a conversation that I really enjoyed. And I think that you will too. So without any further ado, kick back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Fight Talk podcast with me and the human BB gun, Peyton Polson. First of all, man, thanks for coming on the show. I didn't realize this was your first podcast. I uh, I feel honored. <laughs> I'm I'm honored. This is a heck of a first podcast to have. Honestly, I, I've been a been a fan of like just all the MMA on point, but all around that circle with fight talk and stuff you do and stuff they do. So, so this is this is actually really cool. Honestly, awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it. We'll just jump right into it, dude. Like, how long have you been wrestling for? Because I just seen you recently pop up on the scene. <laughs> well uh yeah that that's because i've only been wrestling i my first show I, I i finished wrestling school i see i started started last april and my graduation was the beginning of december and i took a little bit of time off because i i hurt my ankle during at a show during school and it is just now healing up honestly and i hurt my knee and had i'm still paying a physical therapy bill for that one so it's, uh, I'd say I started working, I think the first show was late January, so I've been working like three months. Oh, wow. Okay. Very cool. Where did you uh, train out of? I trained at uh, Tried and True Academy in Clarksville, Tennessee. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I know they've got a, I've never been out there, but I know that they have a lot of good shows out that way. They they really do. They They're one of those indies that can really sell out a really big show and ha- pack in like a thousand plus every show they run like at a big building so it, yeah they they're a solid promotion and they, they they put together a really solid school with trainers like uh jeremiah plunkett and crazy steve hell yeah good stuff man um who are you a fan of like are, are you like a lifelong wrestling fan that like is just not kind of getting into it and how old are you by the way I, i'm 20 and yeah I, I definitely consider myself a, li- a lifelong fan i definitely I've delved in over my over the time I've been a wrestling fan. I've delved into you know every era of wrestling and tried to really soak it up as much as I can. Which I do. I do that with pretty much anything that I get into. And if if, if you ask me who my favorite wrestler was of all time, it, whew, God knows that's a tough question. I I, I arguably say maybe uh, <laughs> people laughing. I'd arguably arguably say Jimmy Havoc. Oh wow! Okay, that's an interesting choice. He's he he definitely sparked my my passion for for wanting to, cause cause the stuff he did in progress was just so new. I had never seen it before because I only got into indie wrestling like late 2016. So I, I hopped on pretty late, but I hopped on right as it was about to, you know, take off the way it has. Yeah. So were you like a fan of like mainstream wrestling prior to that, like WWE, like possibly? I I guess. It's it's strange because like I grew up in the '90s 
And I'm the more that I like, I guess the older I get, and the more that I interview kind of you know newer guys in the wrestling business, I've started to come across people that like weren't even alive or like way too young to even like remember WCW or ECW. Like they know of it, but like they weren't around to experience it live. Like, is, have you been into that kind of stuff also? I I definitely like I grew up. I I definitely was too young to get into you know the ECW and WCW culture before it, you know sure. fell apart the way it did. Sure. But I definitely, when I was younger, definitely got into ECW and thought it was, like, the coolest thing. Like, I, I probably, there's no telling how many hours I would stay up late nights or during summers out of school watching ECW pay-per-views or episodes of Hardcore TV when the network started and put those out. There's no telling how, how many hours I just sat down and watched ECW. And, like, I watched, like, the, the WCW DVDs. My best friend collects those DVDs, like, religiously and has god knows how many of them so he'll let me borrow them every now and again so I, I get to see like the ladder matches like with eddie guerrero and uh uh x-pac or see like d malenko work yeah so so it, it I, I got i got exposed to it for sure but I, no i wasn't alive sure <laughs> that, sadly sadly wasn't alive to get to experience it live it looks absolutely gnarly oh man i mean I obviously look at those times fondly being, you know, being a kid growing up in that era. And obviously I I felt very lucky to be, you know, a wrestling fan in that era. But right, definitely. But it's something that, you know, it's kind of coming full circle. Like AEW is is kind of the second coming of WCW in many ways. And we don't even know exactly what AEW is like. They haven't had a real show yet. I mean, you can kind of look towards. The, uh, the all-in pay-per-view they did, but that was really before they were, you know, branded AEW, and, you know, they got Double or Nothing coming up later this month. And it's something that I just really, I'm really excited as a wrestling fan for myself, but also for, like, your generation, because you guys might have the chance to kind of experience that, you know, like a, like a real rival company that can really compete that's going to put on an alternative uh, product to what the WWE's been doing. Definitely. Like, I, I've, I've always... I've always wanted to see an alternative. I and you know I think Double or Nothing is going to be a big deal for it because it's really going to be you know a, the the put up or shut up moment because everybody calling it you know a t-shirt company online and now now they have to you know show that they're more than that because now that that expectation's out there especially with that card you know oh yeah yeah and it definitely the opportunity is like the idea that someday you know guys like us could work there. Because, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of people look at WWE and just think, well, it, it would take a lot. But with AEW, it feels like there's more there, there's more room for, you know, different things on the show, it feels like. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you 100% there. And, I mean, perfect example, a guy that you've been on shows with in your, your short career, I mean, Marco Stunt, he's somebody that, you know, you would have never, I mean, I know, I'll, I'll just speak for myself, I can't speak for everybody, but a handful of years ago, there's no way Marco Stunt has, like, a legitimate, serious future in professional wrestling. Like, it just, there's just nothing that existed for him. Like, he could be the best performer in the world, but, you know, the WWE, aside from, like, maybe some sort of, like, novelty years ago, maybe they would have used him similar to how they use, like, little people, you know what I mean? It's just one of those things, there yeah. just wasn't something for it. Um, but now you see what he did, you know, in the, in the Royal Rumble or the Battle Royal, um, for all in, you see what he's done at the Janela shows. I mean, in, in, I would imagine he's going to be signed to AEW. I don't know this. I'm just speculating, but 
I know he obviously knows those people and he's something different. And, and it's like, we could very well be seeing people like Marco Stunt on mainstream wrestling, which, which is just incredible. And it really opens the door for, for guys like you and, and really your whole crop of, of new up and coming talent on the indie scene. Because like you just said, Peyton, it's like, it's like there are actual legitimate options. Like, whereas the WWE may have never taken a chance on you, even if AEW doesn't take a chance on you, there's still all these other independent companies where you can still make a decent living and really enjoy what you do and, you know, hone your craft. Definitely. It feels like it's the perfect time to become a pro wrestler. It feels like it, it feels like the stars were aligned just perfectly because, like, right as I'm coming in is when there's a, there, there's a spot for, for guys like me now. You know, it's like because... I, I can't say that, you know, if, you know, this version of me started wrestling five years ago, there was, there's no way, you know, if I had been 25 years ago and tried wrestling, I'd, I'd just be thrown around and squashed everywhere I went pretty much. And now it feels like, and with Marco, Marco's become just a megastar pretty much anywhere he goes. Everywhere he goes, people want to see him because he's exciting and because, and, and what he does is so just, it's it's still wrestling. It doesn't feel like you know, it's not it's not something you watch and just be like, oh yeah, no chance. Yeah, it's something you can watch and be like, yeah, he he's really getting after him, you know. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You're you're right on the money with that because, and I'm glad you pointed that out because Marco is a fantastic wrestler. Like the 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 problem before would all would have been obviously you know seeing where he could get booked and then on top of that finding wrestlers that were willing to sell for him. Cause that's a whole other, yeah. that's a whole other ball game of like, you know, especially on the indies where like, there might not be like one, one central person, like, you know, in the WWE they have Vince McMahon and they have like the writers, but ultimately Vince makes the final say on everything on the indies. There, there are promoters and there's all, there's, you know, hands in the cookie jar making decisions. But I also know a lot of it comes down to you guys and what you guys want to do. And, and like there's, there was a, a time years ago where I don't think people would have sold for people, you know, Marco size and stuff. And, and that also goes to just show you just the art of wrestling and how it's evolved lately. And just knowing that, you know, someone like Brett Eisen going out there and selling for Marco, you know what I mean? Like such a size yeah. difference, such a style difference, you know, but still knowing like, I'm going to give this guy something because he's got something special. He's ki he's kicking ass. He's killing it. People love him. I'm going to go out there and put him over. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, and Brett's one of those guys that it's just when you've got the perfect just when if you if you wanted the perfect just the perfect comparison of different styles in wrestling, you've got Marco Stunt and Brad Eisen. It just those are literally the 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 extremes pretty much, and they're both so such good workers, regardless of you know their difference in styles or their difference in size. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree. They're more. still just chemistry, you yeah, know. Absolutely, and they put on. Um, speaking of those two, you know particular performers i you know they put on a great match against each other for the bone storm championship here in nashville at the uh, at the basement east uh i guess it was already geez maybe maybe four i can't remember no it's longer than that almost probably six months ago already time's been flying but those uh those sub shows are my favorite shows in the world dude like i'm biased you know living in nashville and it's you know right up the street but it's one of those things where I have so much fun at those shows and, and the two of them put on one of my favorite matches in sub history. I mean, just, just great stuff. And, and that's the first exposure I got to you, Peyton, is, is you coming in there and wrestling at sub. Um, 
how many matches have you had in total at this point in your career? And like, was your first one at SUP or like right around the same time that I saw you probably? Um, let's see. I had, I've had 17 matches this year since I started wrestling outside of wrestling school. I had four in wrestling school and I've had 17 so far in my career. And my first match was actually at uh, Crux Wrestling for their show Two Princes. Okay. Because um, in, Jan- in January, I attended uh, the Mike Quackenbush seminar at Crux Wrestling and got a chance to be in a scramble match at that show, which was nerve-wracking, but it definitely it definitely set the bars to, you know, trying to find that, you know, that niche for matches in front of people. Which SUP was actually, I think, probably my, it was probably my fifth match this year. Okay. So, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned, you know, going to Crux because, you know, that's, of course, you know, like the Carnies, Kevin Q, those kind of guys who are also SUP guys. Is that kind of uh, part of, like, how you got involved with SUP was through doing stuff with Crux? Um... I got more. I got more involved because my the first the first person that ever trained me was Brett Eisen. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Very cool. Yeah, I, I knew Brett Eisen, and that was been like early 2017. I I knew I had known Brett because I moved to Lewisburg and he wrestled out here. I moved here maybe in July of that year, and he wrestled out here. He was like tag team champions out here that whole year, and I just thought I, I saw him and just gravitated towards him. Because just the way his style and the way he worked, the way he wrestled, the way he moved, the way he looked coming to the ring, the way he carried himself, it was it, it, he's somebody you can gravitate towards. And I wanted, I, I honestly wanted to learn from him. And he he told me he he was you know he was pretty young in it, and you know he he could teach me the basics, but they're really you know at the end of the day I, I would need to further my training. And he and he and and we we both talked about that, and he knew that, which eventually. Uh, it got to the point where he was just, you know, too busy, which life happens. I ended, that's why I ended up going to try to treat. But that's how I, that's more of how I got involved with SUP. It's because I met Jesse at SCI that year. It was the first time I'd ever been to that. And I just kind of got intertwined with all of them through there. Gotcha. Okay. Very small world. And in the, in the kind of the same uh, circle of guys, like uh, that, that like Crux, Brett Eisen, Jesse, kind of circle sci yeah. those guys out there dylan hales like and, and that's something i'm glad that you attended the sci because as a fan that's one of my favorite tournaments of like it actually probably is my absolute favorite tournament now that i think about it like in all of professional wrestling like that sci tournament's awesome and they also uh, do the futures tournament which is something that uh, i'm sure you probably have your eye on i mean we've seen guys like marco stunt go through that and Jaden newman and a whole bunch of guys that are now uh I think Brett was actually a part of it as well. Maybe O'Shea Edwards last year. So it's like one of those things where it's like these guys just a year ago that were in the quote unquote futures are now like major players in this scene. Yeah, that, that especially and Jade and Marco especially are the they are the the top guys right now out there. Like because Marco Marco is one of those guys when he when he showed out at that future showcase and then showed up at Seth the next that next night that Sunday night and totally just. Him and Cabana Mandan totally stole the show with their tag match that SUP show after SCI this last year. S- and SCI is like the most awesome tournament. I, the, that first year I went was the most fun weekend I've ever had in my life. For sure. That's awesome. <laughs> awesome. 
And yeah, no. So I definitely, definitely am looking towards in the future getting involved in because because I love going out to Chattanooga. I love wrestling out there. Uh, got to be in the Scenic City Rumble. Like it was like my third time being in a wrestling ring. It was the craziest thing ever. It's yeah. No, I'm definitely I'm definitely looking to get into that uh, future showcase because I'm looking at guys like Jaden Newman. Jaden Newman is, is poised to run straight through SCI this year. Is that and your pick I think, of of the people that have been announced? You got Jaden. I got Jaden. Jaden. Jaden Newman. He his performance at the Scenic City Rumble. His determination to you know no matter what he was gonna take that chance. That's why he was in TWE. He was facing guys like Aaron Epic and Chip Day, and you know, and his his match with Jake Parnell at this past show at Scenic City Showdown. Yeah, that that's my that's my guy. That's who I'm. For sure, that's for sure who's going to win that one. Man, that's a bold prediction, but I like it. Um, I'm very high on Jaden as well. I'm I'm high on uh, Jake Parnell also. Like I haven't been able to see that match yet because it's not available on IWTV at least the last time I checked yet, and I couldn't attend live unfortunately. But I did see a couple pictures of like during the match and after the match, and saw that uh, Jaden looked like he he was in there for a legit warhorse beatdown. I mean, I saw his chest just completely <laughs> marked up and um and that's a big thing for both guys too cuz uh warhorse is somebody that I was first exposed to through Glory Pro. I used to go up there to most of those shows. Um I'd make the drive to uh to like Alton, Illinois and like the St. Louis area and I saw some I probably I don't know how early into Jake's career career it was but pretty darn early and and especially into his singles run because i knew he came in with that viking uh war party group and stuff but that all being said like warhorse is also somebody that like he's established such a big name for himself like in our circle like on like the the companies we're mentioning and and outside as well but it's just really cool to see like because he's hit like a level of where I'd consider him to be like one of the best guys like on the Indies right now, Jake Parnell. And for him to go in there and like put over Jaden like that in Jaden's hometown, like make him look like a million bucks. Jaden gets basically the contract that he he's earned. He's now going to the Scenic City Invitational. I just felt like the whole story there was just great because you have this guy who in Warhorse that's just become so well established in such a short amount of time and also like bringing Jaden up with him. I, I thought it was great. I was actually I was actually at TW Chattanooga in the night that Jake Jaden Newman beat Aaron Epic and called out Dylan Hales and said he wanted a shot and that was when they that was the night that they made the the match with Jake Parnell and I I had seen Jake in sub I'd seen him with Viking War Party at Scenic City Trios I think the year before and I just thought he was an absolute just a a, a killer just absolute <laughs> beast of a man the, the way that man moves, how agile he is, he's incredibly cut and lean, and he's just, he's he's, he's a wrestler's wrestler for sure, and he's intense, and, and definitely, like, I, I watched his match with Gary J at the IWTV Family Reunion, and that was a main event to remember. Yeah, that match was fantastic, him, yes. And then to see him in the ring with Jaden Newman, uh, that's just, for sure, just, it couldn't have been more perfect that that there couldn't have been a better person for, you know, to, to have to step have for Jaden have to step up to and get past to get in the scenic invitational. Yeah. That's man. 
all all great stuff. Um, speaking of uh, kind of tournaments, I'm gonna try to use that as a transition. I'm not gonna work too well, but I'll go for it. So we were talking about <laughs> tournaments just then, kind of like a ladder type situation, right? Where like kind of reminds you of a gauntlet. And the last time yeah. I saw you wrestle live, um, you were a part of the uh, the Bone Collector Challenge, which was Dominic Garini, who is one of the top guys at SUP, uh, former Bone Storm champion. And I, oh, you just tell me about it, man. Like for those of you, you know what? I'll set the backstory a little bit. For those of you who want to see what I'm referring to, uh, check this show out on independentwrestling.tv, uh, Hold Your Ground, Southern Underground Pro. It's available right now. Uh, I'll even throw this out there. Use the code SUP. Uh, get get yourself to 20 days free. I don't even, that's not even something I get paid to do. That's a free plug for you guys. Do that. Check this out. And basically, Peyton, and you can actually, you know what? You can see myself in the shot as it's happening. So you guys can check that out too. Peyton gets kneed in the face. What looks like so damn hard that I, I literally stand up and 180 myself around like yelling like holding my head like oh my god i think dominic greeny just killed this guy uh peyton what was that whole experience like for you (laughs) (laughs) you know i was actually i actually was on twitter last night and i saw that the joke that that gifter on twitter had made a gif of that and i was like this is it (laughs) (laughs) this is my big break (laughs) but yeah um i decided before the match to wear my mouth guard just just thought it would be a good precaution because i knew dom was a dom's a tough guy dom likes to dom likes to throw them knees uh, and, and he had just knocked out Wayne Moxie. So, <laughs> in one move. Uh, yep. And and I, I and I had him for a second. Even even Dylan popped on. I heard him on commentary. Even he was shocked that I came in there and managed to get something over on on Dom with that head scissors. But he popped. I went for that tornado DT and he popped me up in the air and I just lost all. I just I don't know. I feel like I just flailed and just kind of free fell into the oblivion and all of a sudden I feel a knee go straight into my just nose and mouth. And like, I, I was amazed I hadn't broken my nose. Honestly, I, I was checking to see if I was bleeding. I, I that was a gnarly one. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, I'm shocked you didn't break your nose to be completely honest. If I, if I hadn't had my mouth guard in, I probably would have lost some teeth. For yeah. Sure. That was a good call on the mouth guard. That's actually something <laughs> that's actually something that I like if I was a professional wrestler, like I don't care if it would make me look goofy or not. And I don't even think it does for most people, but I like I don't know why more people don't wear them, I guess is what I'm getting at. Like I I I mean, especially when you're going to go in there with a guy that's going to throw knees at you like Yeah. I, yeah. I thought I mean, good call on that. Um Yeah, dude. I was actually I was uh, talking with uh with Moe's from the Sobros Network actually like right after that happened and we were both like God I hope that guy's okay I think I even uh I think I even like tweeted you or something right after like I don't know like I wanted to check pretty quick to see to see, to see if you were okay <laughs> but uh but that being said and just like you said it, it went out there you know one of the top gifters in the world you know threw it threw it up there so you are getting exposure through it and I mean. 
regardless of how legitimate that shot was, I mean, you sold the absolute hell out of it. Like, I, I don't know how much of it was selling and how much of it was like you actually checked. No, to that see was hundred percent. Oh my god, I just <laughs> ate that knee to the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, what uh, what else you have on the horizon, man? Like any uh, any big shows, any any future opponents that uh, you're really looking forward to? Um, wow. See that I I've got a lot of got a lot of just shows. I'll be working regularly. I'll be working out with in Crossville Resolute Wrestling, another good good promotion out there. Um, Mo Mo's actually got to to check me out out there after. After I had my sub debut, and that was a lot of fun. That that's a fun place for guys like me to be working, especially because we I get to just go out there and try stuff. You know, I get yeah. to go out there and just work. Well, and shout out and, to shout out to Mose one more time. I, you should know, um, he actually talked you up a little bit to me before I saw you wrestle and sub. Um, before the oh, wow. yeah, before uh, before you got in the ring because I'd never seen you before. He, he was like, oh yeah, that's pay-. like he he said a few good things about you, man. So uh, so Mose's out there spreading the good word for you. Moses is a Moses is an absolute don for sure. He's he's definitely definitely been one of the coolest guys I've met out here. He's Nat, Nashville's been just one of those places I've, I've met such so, so many cool people, and it doesn't even feel real sometimes because <laughs> it's like I just it doesn't it, it this this is one of those things that like it's so cool you feel like only like super cool people can do it. So it's like I'm doing this and I I don't I'm I'm pretty I, I'm. Yeah, but <laughs> the fact that I'm getting to associate with guys like Moe's and guys like Brett Ison and Jesse and be a part of something like Sub, it's just that they're all they're all awesome people for sure. Yeah, very very cool to hear. Um, and I've met a lot of my I consider some of my best friends like out here just through Sub. Like, um, every now and then I have a couple buddies that'll come by the show, but. Not, you know, not many of my friends are into wrestling anymore, at least the ones that, like, I li- that are around here. Like, I'm I'm originally from Atlanta, so, like, most of, like, my friends and stuff that I grew up with and whatnot are, are still back home. So it's one of those things where, like, I go to SUP even just as a fan, and, like, I can even show up there by myself, and I'll wind up seeing, you know, 10 other people that I've been seeing at shows that I talk to occasionally that I might do podcasts with and stuff like that. You get to... Um, you get to meet the wrestlers too. This is like a something for any any fans listening right now. Like it's a great environment. Like even if you go by yourself, like you'll have a good time. You'll meet people. You'll make friends. And at the very least, they have cheap drinks. So I mean, you go there and and, yeah. and you know slug some down and watch some wrestling. Uh, just be careful and you know Uber if you have to. But it's one of those things. Just like it's a great environment. Um, do you have any dream matches uh, right now, Peyton? Like anyone that you kind of uh kind of envied getting into the business maybe some people you've met since you've gotten started out that like you really want to get in the ring with there's a few um i think i think the top one right now would be chris crunk chris chris crunk is one of he, he was one of the guys i idolized coming up in the business and i've met him and he's uh somebody i admire a lot and would definitely love to trade some shots with in the ring because he he's just one of those guys that like I see him and I like try to model myself like just he he has this just charisma about him that is it's all him and it's like how do I be all me like that um so definitely Chris Crunk uh, another the other big one would be Chip Day Chip Day I think is an absolute god of indie wrestling and <laughs> there's for sure so he, 
he's one of those I, I've learned from him and there is nobody else I think would um bring out something just I mean I, I've had I've had a really cool match with Brad Eisen and I would love to get in there with him again and I think me and Chip would be about as good if not better than me and Brad Eisen I feel like I feel like I, every time I face guys like that I get better and I learn new things and I get to try new things and it's just been like uh, th those are the kind of guys that I for sure want to you know grow off of speaking of learning like what are some of the main things that you, you would say that you've learned? Like maybe for just like fans listening that might not, some of you might not think about, or maybe some wrestlers that listen to this, like that maybe some, you know, some good advice you've gotten. Oh God. Uh, seminars for sure have been some, those are, those are where I've gotten the best advice. It's where I've gotten the best just chance to get in the ring and just focus on learning something like I, any wrestlers out there do seminars. Like, I know they can be, like, 20, 20 25, 30. But trust me, it's a fair investment no matter what. It, especially, like, there's one coming up with Dr. Tom Pritchard. That is invaluable. That is something I, I'm if, – if I can't get involved in that, I will – I've done a seminar with him before. I'm itching to do another because that is some that is somebody right there you can learn the most from. Uh, he, he actually gave me one of the best pieces of advice, and that's uh, – uh, other than live in the gym, he told me that you're never nobody. Because I called myself nobody in front of him, and he became very visibly distressed. Wow, that's which is interesting. A little <laughs> which is a little terrifying when you've only had one match in your three months into your training. <laughs> you're like, oh, I've got this legend, like, this legend's, like, disappointed in me. <laughs> He's just shaking his head. He's got this smile on his face. He's just laughing like, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> and I'm not. You know, I'm obviously like, I've messed up. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I tend to ask this question fairly often, uh, especially towards the end, since we're uh, getting started to wrap up a little bit. Um, and I appreciate your time a lot, man. Um, Thank you, man. It's been a blast. For for sure, for sure. Um What's what are like some of your favorite matches of all time? We've mentioned you know your favorite wrestlers and you know Jimmy Havoc being a big inspiration, but is there any like matches that come to mind as something that just you know some of your favorites? Oh man, um, yeah, I, I I I see like I watch wrestling in like categories. Like I've got guys that I watch if I want to watch like technic if I want to see like a technical masterpiece or something. You know, you've got guys like Zack Sabre Jr. It, but if I had, if you asked me like my favorite matches, I think Sabre Jr. versus Osprey in Revolution Pro, like a few years ago, was it, like Osprey did like I think three flips in the whole match, and it was a masterpiece. Um, Havoc and Osprey is obviously a, a storytelling thing of beauty uh, in progress. Any time they do it, honestly. Um, but I think that past death match he had with them at the electric ballroom was the most horrific thing I've ever seen. <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to sound like a Mark and I'm going to do it on purpose, but I think Kenny Omega has had some of the absolute best matches of the past decade of wrestling, at least like his matches with guys like Phoenix and his matches with, um, Obviously, Okada, you know, the, the obvious ones. Um, 
shoot, I, I even like, I, I mean, I'm a big Minoru Suzuki fan. Anytime Suzuki's in the ring, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Him, him and Naito are probably my, some of my absolute favorite for sure. Dude, I mean, I was gonna ask you a little bit before we got off the the uh, podcast anyway, but I mean, if you're gonna drop Minoru Suzuki right now, I might as well <laughs> ask you a little bit. I know you're a big MMA fan. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, let me get your prediction for uh, for this weekend. Who you got between Rose Namajunas and Jessica Andrade? She's gonna be going over to over to Brazil, you know, in in the the backyard of uh, Jessica. So, what do you think of yeah. that fight? Man, that and, and it's tough when they have to, especially Brazil. Brazil's a a tough crowd, especially for those hometown. They they are dog wild for some hometown heroes, you know. That's like you know, and even she's admitted she's scared, but I still got Thug Rose. I think, I think Thug Rose gonna hold it at least at least for a while. I think she's got a some. She's onto something. She's something special, and I think she's gonna, I think she's gonna pull it out for sure. I like the prediction. I'm I'm taking Rose as well, but it's a it's a hell of a fight. I'm looking forward to to DC on commentary. You know, Thug Rose, Thug Rose, Thug Rose. <laughs> oh yeah, it's the best. Always getting stuff. But hell yeah, Peyton. Uh, I once again I appreciate your time, man. Let let me let me get uh you get throw, you know throw your plugs out there like anywhere that people can find you, social media, any kind of merchandise or you know upcoming merch, any of that kind of stuff, man. Let people know. Uh, I've actually, I've got uh, my Twitter is probably my Twitter and my Instagram are probably the two best ways to keep up. The Twitter is at human BB gun. My Instagram is space dot cowboy dot desperado. And no, I'm not changing it because that's a badass name. I've got, I've actually got a t-shirt maker and I'm going to be pressing my own t-shirts prob probably starting by the end of this week. So I've got a few designs popping up, going through, filtering through, coming up with different stuff but yeah i'm just gonna start just grinding it out like the hu the hustle starts now because man i can't get another real job i can't do it like i i can't <laughs> it's awful this is what i want to do and so yeah t-shirts are going to be pumping out you'll catch me i i will be at the next sup show i will be there um i'm always there like that it, whenever a sup shows around you, you'll find me lurking about for sure especially but june 2nd i will be there i'll actually I'm actually booked everywhere this 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 month. Like, I'm really getting out there, and it's it's exciting. But yeah, so I'll be I'll be around for sure. And I'll I've got a YouTube channel under my name my my real name that I've actually started posting matches on. Me versus Brett Eisen's already up there. If you want to check that out, that is probably my 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 me at my absolute best. Brett took me to my absolute limit for sure, and I was for sure at the top of my game in that one so yeah that's that's what i got hell yeah man well everyone that was peyton polson peyton thanks again for coming on bro i'll uh see you again in person here in uh, nashville on june the 2nd thank you so much man it's been a pleasure i'll see you brother all right later man all right everyone and that was once again peyton polson the human bb gun Doing his first podcast, I am honored. Such a nice guy, big MMA fan. Uh, had a lot of really nice things to say about uh, myself and the YouTube channel, uh, MMA on Point, uh, kind of prior to us getting rolling. So I appreciate that and just want to throw it out there one more time. Very nice guy and help him out. Book him. He's trying to do this full time. 
He has merchandise that's uh, going to be available soon. So once again, support this guy, support independent wrestling, and support me. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at FightTalk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. I'm not going to plug all the other stuff that I do. Just check out my Twitter. I'm usually good about posting, uh, keeping people updated on the different platforms that I'm on and the different stuff that I do. Um, got articles available, uh, more and more content. I'm going to dive more into Twitch uh, soon as well. I'm going to be, actually I'll throw this out there, I am currently in the process of getting a setup to where I can play that new WCW Feel the Bang game. It's basically the uh, No Mercy 64 mod, but it's like really new and I'm almost in like a, at a point where I'm set up to where I can play it on Twitch. Um, obviously I could game the other stuff I've gamed on Twitch in the past, but it just isn't as fun right now. I can only play so many matches in UFC before it's like, gotta do something new. So that's the plan for all the people that have asked. I will be going back on Twitch soon, but it's going to be mostly playing the WCW Feels the Bang, Feel the Bang game, which I'm really, really, really looking forward to. Um, that all being said, you know, make sure to check out WrestleRumble.com. They're going to be having Money in the Bank Pick'em Contest available very soon. If it isn't already up by the time you hear this, the prizes are always insane. I'll be doing a full predictions for Money in the Bank uh, next week. So look out for that here on the Fight Talk podcast. And of course, always check out the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. That's available at FightfulSelect.com every Saturday. I'm talking all non-WWE news over there. And, uh, and yeah, that's it. Hope you guys have a good one, and I'll be back soon.